0: Hello, I'm Joshua Reisberg
1: And I'm Jacob Friedman.
0: And this is Gen Zers Hot Politics.
1: This is where two members of the next generation of American adults talk about what's going on in the world.
0: Since the whole world is on fire, we might as well take a crack at delivering some insightful, definitely non-Twitter commentary and a side helping of comedy. Well, folks, we finally know who won the election after months of anticipation. Uh, former Vice President Joe Biden has won the election by a current electoral win of 290 votes to Trump's 214. Georgia and North Carolina are still up in the air as we speak at this time of recording. Uh, Jacob, what, are your, what were your initial thoughts uh, once, once you know, we finally found out who won?
1: Well, I've bookmarked about 100 articles and 100, 100 tweets to use for notes in this, uh, for this episode. And honestly... I don't know what to do, man. I, I I felt really bad coming out of election night and coming out of uh, what was happening in the Senate and the House. I'm just relieved it's over. I am relieved that we finally know that Biden won. As I said, as I said, I think it was the last time, last episode before the before the election. It's over. The Cold War, the post Cold War era of the United States is over. We're in a new era. This is the last straw. This is the last stand for the boomers and the, gen, and the um, older Gen Xers. And this is where we as Gen Z are really coming out. I mean, the circle from uh, tu- Tufts University's Tisch College of Civic Life, they have, a new, they have a new data set that basically showed that the current turnout rate for, for young voters aged 18 to 29 is about 50 percent, and it could go as high as 56 percent if all if uh, coming the remaining votes and that isn't too far off from about the 60% Harvard projected, uh, I think last week. And is and much higher than 2016's 43% turnout. So I am very much happy with the um, participation levels. It's, we're clearly engaged. We clearly are trying to get our way on um, what we think shadow in the pandemic, uh, uh, systemic racism, artificial climate change, and the economy.
0: You know, I agree. I'm glad that, you know, despite, you know, regardless of who would have won that election, whether it be Trump or Biden, everybody on either side could agree that higher voter turnout is an excellent thing. There's more Americans participating in the, in the electoral process.
1: Not the Republicans in Congress and the uh, administration who decide, who have kept with the suing states right now for uh, taking down votes. And they, um, and and it's still, and it had all the, um the long, the long lines and uh one Dropbox per county in Texas. I mean, these are two part. The, the Republican Party, as a as a institution, as a party, it's not. It isn't pro voting. It isn't pro. It, it is not a democracy. Is not high on the list on its priorities.
0: Well, I don't. I wouldn't generalize the Republican Party. I would say that for Donald Trump, you know, for Donald Trump, he cares more about being reelected than preserving American values. And if that means undermining voting and voter suppression, so be it. But I wouldn't apply that to the whole Republican Party. You've still got to remember that many Republicans have advocated for, you know, in, for, you know, registering new voters. Right. You see that happening in Texas with a lot of new voters being registered, most of them being Democrat. You see that in Georgia, where Stacey St. Abrams has been largely responsible for registering many, many Democrat voters which is why you actually see, for the first time in a very long time, a Democrat leading in Georgia. But the truth is, this election was a huge open field goal for the Democrats, right? I mean, it was a pandemic. The Republican president was doing nothing about it. Hundreds of thousands of Americans had died. This should have been an easy election. Sh- Biden should have had a clear victory even on election night. But the well, primary. that's because of the electoral
1: college. That's that, That's because
0: of the red mirage, and this is why
1: we need automatic voter registration, um, universal um, mail-in ballots be available, like they do in Colorado and Utah. Um, and 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 this is why, this is why we need a voting new voting rights act. This is why we need abolishing the electoral college and replacing it with a nationwide ranked choice voting system for all elections. And for the, and for those concerned about mob, mob rule, having a consensus pick is definitely going to help with that more eighty percent of the voters. But in any case, this is why I was, I was so I was so furious coming out coming on Wednesday and Thursday because the House completely imploded. I mean I mean Democrats are going to win are going to keep the majority even though it might be by just a few House seats, and the Senate. I mean all eyes on Georgia. You're right. Stacey Abrams did a very good job in Georgia. Honestly, she should be kicking – she should chuck Tom Perez out the window and just become the DNC. Tom Perez. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and come on. I mean, this is, and she literally saved Joe Biden in Georgia. She literally got Georgia to become a swing state at this point. I mean forget Florida. Forget Florida. Georgia's the new swing state. Republicans have such, such a great – has such a very good – a political machine in Florida since the mid-90s that, you know, that's, wh- that's why Florida went to Trump. It's the Cuban, Venezuelan Americans who don't want to hear anything about socialism
0: which is why the Democrats even polls though... The polls underestimated that. The polls all underestimated poll- minority support poll- for Donald Trump.
1: Right, right. There's a huge wrecking needs to happen in the polling industry. But- the
0: polls do not account so- for, you know, Cuban Cuban for Cuban Americans in Florida who despised any talk of socialism whatsoever. And this brings me to my next point, right? The Democrats need to get their messaging together. Because well, you know, yeah, if yeah, all- they had better messaging for their ideas, then Trump can't just point to them anymore and call them the radical left. Think of, for I mean, example, Deep happened. on the Beliefs, right? The idea behind well, the it, hell- many people can get behind. But the name itself is very misleading.
1: Yes, in the house, in the house right now, there are literal shouting matches between the squad and the and the, and the moderates who actually, you know, won the major house majority for the Democrats. And he states. and that's why Max Rose is out of a job right now. Max Rose, the dude, come on, a, it was an extremely competitive district, but he had a chance. And it, and it is, this is why I get so angry when. There's just push for ideological conformity, or you know, in a complete disregard for bipartisanship. And while there's absolutely, and while there is a hell of a lot wrong with the Republican Party, and I and I support the Lincoln Project, and I, you know, I I I completely support a lot of the a lot of the calls for change. Having a top-down approach isn't going to work for uh, for actual politics. This is why the Democratic Party is so lackluster. This is why Republicans had done well pre-Trump for rank choice voting we just separate out the parties we need to at least have a third option we need to have we need to allow for more consensus rather than political extremism
0: it's just hard to avoid political extremism when the country is so divided and polarized party candidates that ran in 2020 right you know joe mm-hmm. Jorgen, joe jorgensen and howie ha- hawkins and i don't know kanye west you know <laughs> they never stand a kanye. chance to get it they never yeah, they never stand a chance at getting nearly as many votes as Ross Perot did in 1992. because well, no, one's do so
1: polarized. no one's doing that again. The, the, no, no, no. no, no. The, the, the reason why the GOP hung on to a lot of what it did, the reason, I mean, forget Susan Collins for a second. The reason why GOP in general hung on to what it did, and it actually increased state legislatures this year, the reason why they did that is because they had such a stronghold national partisanship the reason why it increases voter turnout with minority voters particularly african-american latino and latinx and americans is because of the republican center is because of the Republican of the partisanship that's really been havoc on american politics since pretty much when everyone else was alive i mean before and since before you and i since at least what the 80s the 90s I mean, there's really – I mean, this I, is why. Well,
0: well, not the 90s, right? Because George H.W. Bush was able to build bipartisan coalitions in well, Congress, so I don't think it was exactly I, well, a start.
1: But. Fine, Bill Clinton, but I mean, Bridge with the, um, with the, revolu- with the uh, contract with America, that was that was a more partisan game, and that was where the Republican machine was really built. And that's why they really have the infrastructure in place, even though ideologically tied platitudes of deficit cutting and tax cuts – there's nothing there. I mean, that, it's, it's really only it's a husk, but the husk still has something. It still has something of uh, support, even though that support will weaken as demographics change.
0: You no, know, but, you know, the Republican Party, the part, you know, if they want to remain competitive, they've got to diversify their base. So I think we've already spoken about this many, many times. And although Trump has more minority support than, you know, the polls and everybody else believed, I mean, there's you know. 22 midterms come, you know, and this is, and this is
1: why the new cream of crowd of Democrats or liberals are hell, even my, even centrists and moderate Republicans, they're going to have to deal with the fact that the country seems to be more divided on partisanship. 40 years. Democrats, the Reagan era. Yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah. The Democrats were slowly viewed at or come, came more and more as the party of elite that didn't really care about anything having to do with race or um, class or anything. They were just, they were just coastal elites. And really, that is going to be a real problem come 2024, and come what adages of um, where where people of different races, races, religions, and uh, gen- even gen- even gender, the electoral college. I mean, James Madison even said that it w- that it was not supposed to stay as for a lo- as long as it should. And again, the only reason that the electoral college is to here today is because of Strom Thurmond filibustering it in the Senate, even when Nixon supported it. So. Bottom line, folks, I'm going on a rant here, but bottom line, folks, I load into this, are um, really put into these neat little categories. The, what I'm saying is the map is completely scrambling, is is gradually scrambling, and that's why we need to get rid of
0: antiquated. Democrats mostly have the black vote. The Democrats mostly have the minority vote, right? And well, they're going to see look that L- slipping
1: away, though. They're gonna see that something away, like, even though, even though, yes, Stacey Abrams did a great job of voting drive driving uh, Georgia, with the, black, particularly with the black, the black youth, have really propelled Georgia in that same, in that uh, same circle uh, poll I mentioned before. Um, really, it, like I said, this is the end of the, this is the end of actual race or class. And really, it's good. Really, the old is not prepared for it. It's not, it's not prepared for it, and. Really, we're on a we're on a collision course. We're facing a huge reckoning
0: in terms of race and class. I strongly agree. We're definitely on a collision course. But let's talk about Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani and how they're reacting to the election. Right? <laughs> they were. Okay. You hear what happened? Like what? Like where they did all the ranting? Story goes:
1: one of their staffers tried to book, tried to book the Four Seasons Hotel in Pennsylvania, in in uh, Philadelphia. Guess where they booked instead? Landscaping
0: shop. Ah, the the, the uh, sketch on SNL mimic that.
1: Yes, a little landscaping shop that is between like uh an adult book store and I don't even I don't know, a dry cleaners? I don't even know, but
0: our current party system. You know I you know, I just find myself on YouTube watching uh past concession speeches of Al Gore, John McCain, Mitt Romney. And it just reminds you of when politicians were nice and soot and civilized to one another, right? Even Hillary Clinton gave Mm -hmm. a concession speech, right? And, you know, presidents left very nice notes for each other. Even George H.W. Bush after that very bitter 1992 campaign. And then you see Trump denying Joe Biden's clear and fundamental victory. It took George W. Bush to go out and say, well, Trump has the right to put lawsuits, but Joe Biden won a fundamental victory. In all these talks of
1: court cases, they're not getting anywhere. The the actual votes they're suing about, they're not going to change the margins, They're they're like 0 for 10 or whatever whatever the heck it is, in actual winning the court those cases. All the Republicans and all and all and anyone else who's tweeting oh count all the ballots fairly or you know or those storming the Michigan office or the Arizona office of counting ballots or whatever they're doing, it's not going to work. It's disruptive to the actual democratic process, and they they don't they don't get to talk about anything fair. After everything that has happened with. Voter rolls and and uh, ruling on man, ruling against man, uh, extensive mail-in ballots. There's and, and completely destroying the census. They've, they have destroyed the census act that won't be fixed until 2030. They they, have, they 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 are not ones to talk about uplifting democratic values, small D democratic values, when they've done precisely the opposite. This is hypocrisy at the very worst, and it's going to get worse in 2024 and even 2022.
0: I just, you know, the, the good news is that it's unlikely Donald Trump will run 2024. Let's say that. Let's- he's going
1: to be in jail. teacher James is going to be, wait, is, is going to have something on him. and Assuming he doesn't flee the country to Saudi Arabia or something. I mean, he's, I mean, this, he cannot be pardoned for state crimes.
0: Well, you know, it's so, bad. Well, you know, it's bad when uh, they're, um, well, I mean, imagine, you know, how bad of a reputation you must have as president for Paris. To be ringing church bells when the winner is announced, right? It felt like and yeah, it... <sighs> in his home state of New York, like probably right outside, you know, Trump Plaza, you know, everybody cheering of uh, everybody cheering Trump's defeat, right? And you know, mm-hmm. I just think history will look down on Donald Trump, right? You see how people are reacting. Donald Trump will go down in the history books as one of the worst presidents in American history.
1: This is not to say that if you're one of the Sixty, what, seven million people that voted for Trump, or the, or the countless others that supported him. Look, this is this is not saying that you that you're wrong, or you are you are anti democratic, or or racist, or whatever, they, whatever. No, not at all. Whatever the comment. No, no, This is listen. This is clear. This was clearly non normal election. It was not. A, this is non normal candidate. This was a normal president. I lost. And if you and if you if you accept it now, or if you have accepted the results and if you are now willing to move on, put this aside and get and get going on a stimulus bill or anything Joe Biden is gonna be doing on any on issue we need to get done right now, like I don't know, artificial climate change or the stimulus bill. COVID. Or, yeah, anything about COVID. Listen, like I said, the past forty years are done. It's over. We, this is our time. If you're Gen Z and you're, and, and you support Trump, great. Come on over. If you're Gen Z, if you're a Republican and you're, and you're like, I don't know what, I didn't really know which one. I just voted for Biden. I just, I just voted for Trump. Great. Come on in. Don't, don't worry. We're not, I, I'm not going to, ha- I'm not going to cancel culture you. That, that, that's not going to help. And I know it's not going to help, but you have your place here. You can have your place. And that's, and that's why I'm so angry. That's why I'm so angry at the at the part at the Republican Party. That's why I'm so angry about the House and Senate not being completely democratic, big-G democratic. Because well, none of the, none of the things we can actually do to stop polarization are going to be through. At least if, at least if the Senate the the two Senate seats in Georgia don't go Democratic.
0: You know, it's easy for people to look at Trump supporters and say, "Ha ha ha! Your candidate lost." But the reality is, if we want to break this polarization that's been, you know, at, at our country's throat for many, many years, we have to, you know, Americans on either side have to see themselves as Americans. Once again, we need a national identity. We need to, I mean, we may already have a national identity, but we need to remember that national identity. That's why we chose Joe Biden as our president, because he can it- help <laughs> break that polarization, that this polarization, and unite the country again.
1: That speech was really good. It's, it's uh, Victor, it's, uh victory speech and Harris too. They, they really did it. And they, and they, you know, this, this was a good, this was a proud moment for America. He, he's, he's the second, he's the, he's a unity candidate with a vice president who's the first woman, the first black woman first, and the wa- first first, Indian American. first
0: black woman, first Indian American woman. Right. And she, she's, it, she's it, really it, been breaking the mold where in, in whatever job she's taken upon herself, really.
1: Right. And this is Right. And my mother, she, she, she was crying. She was, she was overjoyed. She was overjoyed. She was crying. She, you know, this, this this is a moment for, for, for a lot of women in America who felt, you know, this third time's to charm,
0: literally. Ferraro, hey, Palin. Kamala, yeah. yeah, it was Ferraro, Palin, and then yeah, Harris. Right. But you know, when, I, when Kamala just, Harris said in that speech, you know, I may be the first woman in this position, but I won't be the last. She essentially opened up a new chapter of history. Right, right. There's, that's more, diverse, can, that's there's some... more. There's going to be more diversity in politics from here on after because we broke the barrier with Kamala Harris.
1: Right, right. It's like, it was yeah. It's like what happened in LA with Obama. It's the first. It's the first, but won't be the last. It's, it may take time, but it will. The arc, the arc of the arc of history bends towards justice. That we will. We I think we will. We will get there. We might be worse for wear, but we'll get there.
0: You know, you get there and I think as, you know, America as a as a as a general country becomes more comfortable with you know, more becomes more, you know, comfortable with diversity and is more ready to welcome diversity with open arms, we're gonna see a lot of formerly formerly all white men spots really go to diverse people, right? You know, presidencies, vice presidencies, senators, congressmen. You know, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a great new chapter for America and I'm very optimistic about it.
1: And that concludes this episode of Gen Zero Sock Politics. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And send us any and all questions regarding the news or politics, because your questions make the show.
0: Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time.